Hey folks, it's Seb here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get started, I would just like to acknowledge that this podcast is created, recorded, and distributed on the land of the Kulin Nations, and I pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Thanks, y'all. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of Let's Talk, a podcast dedicated to providing educational content on a range of different social issues. Each week I'll be joined by a special guest to discuss that week's issue as well as provide handy tips for living on res. This week we're discussing what it's like to live on campus. We'll be providing an introduction to Jackamoss Hall and the wider res community while also offering some handy tips for adjusting to the on res life. I'm Sebastian, one of the academic RAs at Jackamoss, and today I'm joined by Nick, Jackamoss's college head. Uh, please feel free to introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Uh, so I'm Nick, college head here at Jackamoss, as Seb mentioned, and uh, I live here with my beautiful wife, Beck, our daughter, Maeve, and our very lively dog, Gavin. We've, uh, we've been living here for... Uh, a year and a bit, but on campus approaching five years. So it's been oh, a bit of a journey. Yeah. Um, and we love our time here. This uh, Jackamoss is an amazing community and certainly a really welcoming community. Mm. And I think, uh, Seb, the way that you've set today up uh, exemplifies the community that we're in. Um, mm, setting the you. scene here, creating a nice safe space um, and acknowledging... Uh, the work that we are doing here to try and ensure that the community is inclusive as possible is demonstrated by the way that you've set this up. So that's who I am. Oh, that's thank you. Yeah, well, I definitely feel like, um, well, I mean, you lead by example, and I definitely feel like it's it's reflected in kind of uh, in the kind of the heartbeat of Jackamoss. You know, I feel like that kind of reverberates around. You know, um, but yeah, uh, what's your general experience? Uh, with working and living on res being like? Yeah, um, it's a very unique experience. Uh, If I think back to when Beck and I took the opportunity to move and live on res, at the time, uh, I think it's safe to say we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into. (laughs) Um, Neither Beck nor I had lived a college life. So when we went to university, we didn't live in halls. We'd only seen from afar what that hall's experience might be like um, in getting the phone call to say, hey, would like you to come join one of our communities. And at the time it was Richardson Hall. Mm. Um, it was a bit of a leap of faith for both Beck and I and one that we wanted to jump into wholeheartedly and could only do with the support of each other. Um, but like I said before, we're approaching five years and we love it. It's amazing. Um, the the people that we get to meet, we're very fortunate to meet people from all around the world, people from very different backgrounds to our own. Um, we we learn and grow as individuals ourselves as much as we see the individuals that live in the halls grow as well. Um, for me personally, I feel inspired every time that I walk into the room with our student leaders, so the RAs, our O team, our Hall Society exec, um, or just a room of residents and hear about the journeys they're on. So whether it be the challenges they're having with studies and how they're overcoming that, the experiences they're having just from attending university or living in halls, 
their travel, uh, the things that they get up to with their family and friends. It's amazing. And I think, you know, to that end, it makes the five years that we have feel like it's gone in a flash. Mm. Um, but it means that it's very easy to do this on top of other commitments that we have in our life because um, the good times are really, really good in halls and um, yeah. the people are amazing. Yeah, definitely. I definitely, I mean, I definitely don't have that experience, <laughs> but I, I definitely um, like feel that um, feel that energy. Um, could I ask how many years you were at Richer and then yeah. here? Uh, so we spent two and a half years at Richardson. Yeah. Uh, and whilst I was there, I was a deputy college head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richardson Hall is an incredible hall as far as the history and culture um, that lives and breathes through there. The minute you step into that space, you you instantly understand what it is to be a moose, which is uh, <laughs> oh, that's Hall. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, from there, we went to Southeast Flats for oh, a year. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was college head there, and Southeast Flats is a very different community, a wonderful community in that it's. Um, more smaller communities within a larger one in, yeah. in that uh, there's a bit more independence in the living there. Mm. Uh, and then we got the news that we'll have in Maeve and mm. our accommodation there meant that we maybe needed to look elsewhere and the opportunity yeah. to come to Jackamoss was presented and such a such a different community again being, you know, the largest, well, Briggs and Jackamoss, yeah. the two largest halls. Uh, but also a really different style of residential life. And uh, yeah, fantastic though. So three very different experiences, um, but all equally as good as the the next. Mm, Definitely. And have you always had Gavin as well? Yes. Gavin joined us at uh, Richardson, I think, after being there for six months. Oh, okay. So he has traveled with us. Oh, cute. Yeah. And people often know him before they know us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you're the manager of the campus experience and major events. Um, What's that been like? Yeah. So um, interesting that. I've found myself in that space. I've been at the uni for 10 years. Okay. um, And the campus experience and major events team, we've sort of been around now for about five years. Um, And we've got an amazing team. It's a very dynamic team. Um, We're fortunate to be able to deliver some of the university's largest um, events. So things from... Uh, open day orientation aspects, uh, graduations, mm. festivals like Winterfest, Summerfest, and like the list goes on. Um, within the team, we have uh, a range of students that work with us as well, um, predominantly from MARTA, so design students, and oh, okay. they are the ones that really produce everything that you see, including the cups in front of us mm, here, like yeah. absolutely everything. And that, again, I talk about being inspired living in halls but during the day working alongside the students there it's incredible um my staff that i have there come from a variety of different backgrounds um mostly external from the university having worked in major events um from like the australian grand prix through to cricket world cup um, all sorts of different um things so they bring a whole different dynamic and i often learn a lot from them um also, many of us in the team also happen to have halls jobs as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it is a, it's a great job in that it allows me to really live and breathe the Monash experience 
in every aspect. Um, plus, deliver some pretty amazing experiences. Yeah, mm. definitely. So, what can residents look forward to um, this year? Yep. If you can talk about totally, that. totally, we've got some really good things coming up. Uh, so, with the delay in the start of semester, um, Welcome Week, which will be the sixteenth of March, will be jam packed with a whole range of uh, different events. Some that would traditionally sit in orientation, so things like um, the MSA and Monsu Ofest, so at Clayton yeah. and Caulfield. Um, if you're into your music, there are so many amazing artists that will be playing on campus in that week, including mm. Australia's Eurovision uh, contestant, Montaigne. So oh. she'll be playing, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Adrian Eagle will be f- performing as well, Kian. Um, plus, the week will finish with a major um, party on campus as well. So the start of the year will be pretty exciting. And then mm. we'll start to roll into things like uh, Winterfest, which will be later in the year in August. Um, plus, there'll be just a variety of other little pop-ups coming along the way that I'm sure will entertain everyone. Mm, definitely. Mm. It sounds good. So, I guess... Um, so, how would you describe Jackamas Hall mm. um, and our hall culture to someone who is new on res or has never heard of it? Yep. Um, so I was in that position uh, of oh, yeah. having to understand what the Jackamas culture was when oh, yeah. taking yeah. on the role. Um, and what I've observed, learnt and been part of, I guess, over the last 12 months is that it's very clear that although we've got a very short history, our history that we do have is very proud and rich. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the hall opened in 2012 and in that time we've had so many different uh, residents live here that have all brought a, a little bit of something and left their mark on the place um, last year we had a real focus on defining our identity and being proud of who we are the people that live here and having a culture of celebrating diversity within the hall uh, celebrating our linkages to indigenous culture as well mm-hmm. um, but I think when looking around our residents we have um quite a lot of residents that come from overseas that bring with them their shared experiences, their cultures. And um, I suppose that's one of the things that is a real marker of not only our hall, but a lot of the MRS halls in that they are so diverse. Mm. Um, But I think probably if I was to think of, you know, a a word or a phrase for uh, Jackamos, we do aim to try and create a bit of a family vibe, mm. um, especially in our wings and the way that our RAs lead their wings. We aim to have that family vibe. And last year, we saw that a lot through our events and the you know the ball and the dine-ins and all that sort of stuff mm. and how everyone was very happy to get around those activities because they felt safe and at home living here. So that's a bit of a long-winded answer uh, but, no, but uh, definitely. that's sort of how I said and how I would describe it yeah yeah I definitely feel like last year one of um the one of my favorite events was the um the cultural food night um where um residents throughout the hall um just kind of created uh, like cooked meals and stuff or like cooked dishes yep. um from their respective cultures and it was just really great to just uh first of all eat all that yummy food um but i guess more importantly just kind of have just see the natural diversity within the whole just kind of yeah. flourish and kind of in such a great way yeah. yeah yeah 
And I think that coupled with um, the photography event mm, that we had and yeah. the narratives that sat alongside and observing how residents as they read those narratives saw a little bit of themselves in them and their experiences mm. and realizing that they're not alone with, you know, whether it be, you know, the moving away from overseas and coming here for the first time or, you know, some of the experiences they might have had. Um, it was really powerful. And I yeah. think, you know, that's why we've still got the photos hanging in the shell mm. and those stories still sit there. So yeah. yeah, it's really great. Every time I walk in the shell, it's like there's a new, because I don't think I've read all of them, but like every time I walk in, it's like there's there's a new story there, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you mentioned um, the, I guess, Indigenous influence mm. or roots um, for our hall. Um, yeah, I was just wondering if you could talk a bit about that. Yeah, um, so our namesake is Mel Giacomos, and I've sort of made it a little bit of my mission since coming here to learn as much as I can mm. about Mel. Um, we're fortunate that working at Monash, um, our William Cooper Institute, uh, they have quite a strong connection to the Yorta Yorta tribe, which is uh, where Mel was an elder. Uh, and through connections there, I've learned a bit. Mm. I wouldn't say I'm an expert yet, but, you know, Encore Imparo, mm, <laughs> forever yeah. learning here. Uh, but I guess what I have learned is certainly Mel was, Mel alongside uh, Geraldine Briggs, and Geraldine Briggs is uh, the namesake for Briggs Hall, um, the two of them were quite prominent uh, female elders in the Indigenous communities in Victoria and did a lot for lobbying for the rights of Indigenous uh, people all through the 70s, 80s, 90s. And um, Mel herself was born to, uh, was married to uh, Alec Giacomos, mm. who's uh, of Greek descent, but he was an avid photographer is what I've learnt recently uh, mm. and has documented a lot of their journey um, in that era and I guess I think it's fantastic that we've been named after such a strong female uh, Indigenous leader um, there's much more to her story for us to continue to learn and try and I suppose educate our community on but I think I think it's fantastic for us to have that as somebody to, to look to um, but then also to adopt the totem of the Yorta Yorta people, which is the long neck turtle, and be proud of that long neck turtle as mm. being ours. Um, but the you know the the indigenous culture and history is so long, diverse, tortured. Um, mm. But I think there's a very proud history there too for all of us to learn a bit more about, which is one of the things that we hope to do for residents whilst they are living at Jackamoss to get a bit of a taste of that or at least open up their own journey of exploring and understanding what has been and what will come. Mm, definitely. Um, I recently just found out that um, the that Briggs was um, named after um, Gerald Dean Briggs and I didn't know the connection. The connection, the connection yeah. yeah. It's um, a beautiful connection. I think... That even just the way that our two communities now exist in harmony and work so closely together, I think mm. that is what I understand those two ladies did a lot of. Yeah. Um, so the fact that we're able to continue that legacy on, I think, is amazing. Yeah, 100%. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, who are our RST and also what is an RST? Sure. 
Uh, so there's a lot of acronyms here at MRS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so firstly, uh, we have our residential support team and then we have our residential support team officers. So the officer component is the staff that we have. So that's myself, Mel as our deputy college head and John as our RSA or residential support assistant. Uh, and essentially we're the staff that uh, we are paid to live, work and guide our community. Um, among all the things I've talked about, I've been you know, fortunate to work with the students. We also, um, I suppose, bring in the, the rules, the regulations and mm. ensure that our community is as safe as possible um, and that their living experience is as positive as it possibly can. Our RST are our RAs. Um, so we have 18 RAs this year across mm. 10 wings, five floors. Um, and our RAs, I suppose, are here to be, they're, they're the real doers. So um, our community is very much a student or resident-led community, um, one in which the RAs are tasked with framing what the community looks like, how it feels, uh, ensuring that the resident needs are met either by the events that we deliver or the initiatives that we have in hall or being a, um, a voice for the residents to ensure that our community is as best delivered as possible. Um, but the RAs themselves are extensively trained, as you'd know, Sev. Mm, yeah. um, <laughs> it's not just a, I'll put my hand up and do this thing. It's mm. You go through a, a fairly rigorous um, application process, interview, and then following the success of that, we ensure... well. MRS along with the Jackamos RSTO provide a variety of different training. Um, so things like Queer 101, Mental Health First Aid, Connecting Across Cultures, Indigenous Cultural Awareness, Suicide Awareness, Respectful Relationships, just to name a few. Mm. There's so much. So, um, And that's really important to ensure that both the RSTO feel comfortable and assured that our RAs are well-versed and can support the residents as best possible. But on the flip side as well, that the residents have confidence in their RAs to know that their RAs do have some really powerful knowledge, training and backing to ensure that they can adequately support the community. Mm. Um, but yeah, the staff and the RAs work harmoniously together along with the other committees and groups that we have in the hall, such as our whole society and O team as well. Mm. Definitely, yeah. I know when I first moved in last year, I, I it took me a while to get this distinction between RST and RSTO. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's good to know that there's a whole bunch of people that are um, really, I guess, here to help and kind of um, offer our support and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Obviously, moving um, away from home can be quite hard and um even like emotional or stressful do you have any tips for living away from home and dealing with homesickness yeah um yeah you're right it is it's a tough time especially if you're an 18 year old and it's your first mm. time living away from home maybe your first time in another country mm. um there's a whole soup of different uh feelings and emotions that will happen especially in that uh, transition period. I suppose that's why we really put a big effort in ensuring that that transition period of uh, moving into starting uni and 
you know, the weeks after are, are full of opportunities. So I guess if I had any tips, uh, first one is keep connected with home. Um, mm. So whether that is having a regular phone call, home, Skype, um, FaceTime, wh- whatever your method is, is stay connected to your family, your friends um, to help with that transition. Um, I always talk to residents about, you know, how have you decorated your room? There's nothing better than having photos and memories of uh, your friends and family, your travel holidays, whatever it might be. Um, And also just to turn the the blank white walls of our rooms into Mm. feeling a little bit more like your own space just helps to feel a little bit more settled here. Yeah, I oh sorry, I'll just quickly. I I like last year I didn't decorate my room at all, but this year I like I like a few hours ago I just finished putting up pictures on my walls and decorating it and it's such a it's a more like warming kind of vibe um to have kind of like pictures of my friends and family and kind of of all my good memories just kind of like above my bed. And yeah. it's really it really creates um yeah, it kind of a really great environment i think yeah, yeah definitely it really and, changed the vibe and i think you know it's such a small thing but mm. um, a big impact um i think the other one is uh you know our ra's put a lot of effort into building what we call a wing culture so by doing events and things like that and that's not to serve them it's to ensure that um all our residents have that opportunity to make a friend and meet somebody because it can be a lonely time um, and there's nothing better than finding somebody else that has a similar interest to you um, and that you can start to make a really strong connection with and, you know, potentially a lifelong friend. So, you know, attending the events that we put on is a really great step in the right direction to um, feeling a little bit more settled. And if you ever need somebody to hold your hand or, you know, go along uh, that's what our RAs are really there for and mm. are happy, more than happy to attend things with their residents or, you know, whoever it might be. So I think, you know, those few little things uh, can certainly help. Mm, definitely. Um, I'd probably just quickly say, for me, um, bringing some stuffed toys from home, that's <laughs> yeah. really helped me. Cute. Um, just, yeah, it's just kind of made it more homey and made it more... Um, yeah, anything that I can like cuddle, I think is a good, um, good thing to have. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are some of the um, services that, and I guess places on campus that people might not be aware exist at yeah. first? Um, so I suppose from a, a spiritual and cultural perspective, you might see the Millennium Falcon or <laughs> uh, the Religious Center. Um, yeah. So the religious center is a multi-faith center, um, so non-denominational, um, and it's fantastic. We've got there's prayer rooms there. Um, they have services of a variety of different faiths throughout the week. Um, chaplains that that sit within there as well. So that's a really good one, which a lot of people might walk past on a daily basis and not really know what goes on inside. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're ever after some free food, free food Mondays at Whole Foods, fantastic service offered by the uh, student association. Um, of course, there's the counselling and health services that are provided as well, um, counselling free to students. We've got um, after-hours counselling that you can make phone calls to, which RAs or RSGO can provide more detail on. Um, I think if you walk into the campus centre, there's 
pretty much everything that you could ever need mm. without having to leave the campus. So there's things like the post office, banks, a Optus store, like yeah. a whole range of different things. Get your glasses done here. I went to the dentist just last week as well. Oh, yeah. Like all these things are here on campus. Um, from a food aspect, I love. Uh, I'm a, I think we're a little bit spot for choice on campus. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's a few little hidden gems. Uh, my preferred coffee place is the Church of Secular, Secular Coffee, so the oh, St. Yeah. Ali's joint. It's a really nice one. Um, Script is a great place if you want to go for a drink and see some music. Uh, mm. So that's over at the Ian Potter Performing Arts Centre. Oh, okay. The new the new one? or Yeah. 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 So that's a really good yeah. spot. Um, I've heard they have great pizza. I'm not sure. Yes. If, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Um, if you hang out by the Hargrave Andrews Library, so over in the Science Eng Precinct, there's a uh, great coffee there. There's Ma Long Kitchen, which is the mm. dumpling house, and you can see them making the dumplings. Yeah. I, we've got it all here. It's amazing. Um, if you're into theatre, student theatre, must. They put mm. on a whole range of shows um, that are very student price friendly. Mm. Um, That's always good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're studying at Clayton or Caulfield, there's lunchtime uh, free music, which, you know, Wednesday sessions at Clayton, tracks on Tuesday at Caulfield. So you're going you're gonna to be seeing artists that you'd hear on Triple J uh, mm. at least once a week. So we're kind of spoiled for choice. Yeah. Why leave? It does feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, like coming from, because I'm originally from the city, so it's not that far away, but, you know, um, the Melbourne CBD, I, one of the things about moving on campus that I was worried about was kind of, uh, not, cause like in the city you kind of have restaurants and everything at your doorstep. Yeah. Um, but luckily that, that is kind of still the vibe here, um, which is good. Um, and it keeps me here. Yes. Well, I mean, it's one of the things that keeps me here. Good. Good. Um, yeah. yeah. Clayton is not the cultural wasteland that everyone might've thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously we've, um, delayed the start of semester, um, and orientation events and stuff like that due to the, um, coronavirus outbreak. Um, I was just wondering what are some ways that residents can still gain, um, the enriching benefits of campus life while adhering to, um, rules and guidelines set in place by the university? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that announcement, um, of the delayed start is certainly a challenge um i think it's a really positive move by the university though to ensure that our whole community can all start at the same time um but nonetheless living in halls um we met with that that interesting challenge because we sort of we live here we see each other and all that sort of stuff um the challenge was certainly put to our ras of you know how can we still provide a as you mentioned, an enriching experience whilst living here and having to be mindful of the the rules set out. But um, the upcoming and the recently promoted uh, welcome weeks in Hall, I think are a really innovative way that our RAs have found a way to navigate and provide something for everyone. Uh, and mostly it's, it's delivered in an online way, but I think in a really safe and inclusive manner. Um, and I think taking the opportunity to lean into this experience and, um, you know, have a, have a crack at some of the things which the RAs are putting out there, I think will 
ensure that when we do get to the 16th of March that we've got a community of residents that have at least connected, get to know each other, uh, be it via an online format and have perhaps already learned a little bit about each other so that when it does come to the, the first few events that we have, um, you're going to know somebody already. Mm. But we do have a few announcements that will come over the next week or two, which hopefully are very, very exciting. Okay. That's good. That's uh, reassuring, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the ways that Jackamoss uh, Hall and I suppose the wider unrest community uh, supports people from marginalized groups, for example, LGBTQIA plus people, people of color, people of diverse religious and cultural backgrounds? Sure. Um, So I think, firstly, we're very fortunate to live on a campus of a university that um, places diversity inclusion as a priority. Um, We hear it from the top down and it certainly filters through everywhere that we are which i think is amazing it's fantastic and when i speak to to friends and colleagues that work in other places um they're always amazed at the the progressive steps that we we make here um specifically here at mrs mrs recently launched the where you belong diversity inclusion framework which is a really proactive um tool that articulates the vision of mrs and more specifically how we lead our communities in hall. Um, and within that, it you know it tells us that we've got residents that come from 76 different countries, uh, which really that shapes, I suppose, a lot of the experiences that we have in halls. But then when we come, I suppose, more to the, the pointy end of, you know, what, what do we do in halls to ensure that the, um, the different marginalised groups do feel a sense of inclusion and connectedness, um, I'm proud of the way that our RAs have taken the lead really in, in it this year and from last year as well. Um, we'll be launching a range of interest groups, um, which, you know, firstly and primarily, I guess, give a space for residents to connect with um, people that they feel safe, that they feel a sense of connectedness through shared experiences but also provide a platform in which other residents can learn a little bit more and be a little bit more wiser to the variety of different experiences that individuals have. Um, we, I mentioned earlier that we've got a very much a resident-led community, so anything that we see happening in Hall is often um, by way of what the residents want, need and think is really important. And I'm very proud that in our hall and across all halls that I see really, that um, the issues of marginalised groups is front and centre uh, and we're always thinking of ways that we can ensure that their voice is heard, that they feel included um, and that we're breaking down any barriers that may or may not exist um, to ensure that the space feels accessible and safe. Um, I think having you know more formalised things like the training that we have for all our RAs and um, you know that our RAs are trained with queer one on one, RSTO are all allies. Um, that we also ensure that we offer the opportunity for RAs and and all residents really can do it as well in connecting across cultures to try and really understand. Um, sensitivities but also you know different perspectives so to that end i think 
we we do a lot in our in our space. There's a lot more that we can do. Um, but I think you know my my vision for our space is that whatever the residents want, we'll find the way to to offer that and um, give them the platform to try and explore whatever they mm. want to do. Definitely. Um, I know I'm super pumped for like the interest groups. Yeah. That should all be really fun. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like accessibility, um, especially for like disabled people, um, in what ways is, yeah. In what ways does, um, our whole cater to that? Yeah. Um, I think for people that identify with having a disability, there's, it really starts from the minute that they choose to come to Monash mm-hmm. um, through the application process where MRS certainly prioritise and um, have a really proactive response and um, put in place support structures. So whether that be by considering the accommodation that's provided at Jackamos, we have a whole range of accessible accommodation options um, but also acknowledging that not all disabilities are visible and physical. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got the disability support service that work very closely with MRS. So residents that do identify with having a disability are connected immediately there to ensure that their living arrangements meet their needs um, and that the people that are here, such as RSTO, to support are well-versed in how we can support our residents. Um also, some disabilities are temporary. So um, if and when that does occur, uh, again, the disability support service, they do work really closely with us to ensure that we have the right um, measures in place. And, you know, that's from the very basic things like wheelchair access. Um, mm. You know, we've got lifts that ensure that you can get to all, all levels, things like that. But also in the event of an emergency that there's a personalized emergency plan or a, a peep as we call them yeah um but all of these things are considered um we also consider the way that we communicate to our residents as well so it's not just one form of communication um we we try a whole range of things so whether it's audible via um announcements visual via mm. um online posts or um posters around the hall we we just try and do as much as we can um and also we're open to feedback as well if our communication methods or events don't quite meet the needs yeah definitely and i feel like um don't feel like afraid to like um come up to any of the rst and um talk to us about anything or if you need um access to services or resources where you know we're here to help um and yeah Um, So in terms of security and safety on res, uh, what are some um, places or services that residents can access uh, if they feel that their safety is at risk? So on campus, we have security Mm -hmm. 24-7. And in our hall, we have... The reason we have swipe card access to the hall is to ensure that residents and residents only come into our hall. Um, or residents bring guests that are approved. So that's our first strategy. Um, Secondly, we have uh, throughout the hall and on campus, we have a range of um, cameras as well that are there primarily to ensure the safety of uh, students and residents on campus. Um, Knowing that where we park our cars is a little bit of a, a distance, 
there are security personnel on site that can do an escort to and from your car. And don't don't feel afraid to just reach out for that service. It's a free service. That's what they're there for. You'll also see around campus a bunch of yellow emergency poles that if you ever feel that you need the support of security or you feel unsafe, just by pressing the button on there, you'll be directed straight through to the call center there and they can support and have someone to you really quickly. Our RSTO as well are a great source to, to reach out to. So that's the staff. Um, should you want to have a conversation or um, discuss any safety matters or anything that might be going on. We have a more in-depth service as well, which is the Safer Community Unit, which really focus on that targeted behaviour around um, if you feel unsafe or the behaviour of a, another resident or a, a student or a staff member is causing you concern. Um, they're a place where you can go discuss your matter in a confidential um, space as well. So they're just a few really sort of high-level things. Mm -hmm. um, but then I guess your 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 neighbours, your residents and all that sort of stuff, we're all here to ensure that the, the space is as safe as possible. Mm, definitely. Um, I know I think there was a theatre class that I had last year because I study theatre um, where... Um, we were talking about, uh, like safety. I don't know how we got onto it, but we we're talking about safety. Um, and there were a few other people who, um, lived on res in that class. Um, I believe the, they identified as women. Um, but we were like talking about how, um, there, there had been like effective measures put in place, um, by, um, like the, the university and like the, on, uh, like MRS yeah. to, um, really, make sure that we're we're safe and even like just like the lights that like yep. lead to jack and like jacker and briggs um like that's uh i mean it's very pretty but also <laughs> it serves like it's it helps uh residents feel safe yeah and stuff yeah totally yeah. yeah um is there anything that new residents should know before they move in or as they are moving in uh, from like practical practical advice to traditions or like I guess, personal tidbits about the whole? Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess in coming here, learning the address is really important, especially yeah. if you're intending to use Uber Eats or any of those other sort mm. of things. Um, we get a flurry of those coming here and knowing which uh, address to use is really important. We list those on our Facebook page should you ever need to find them. Yeah. Um, what else? We do a range of, uh, we do a couple of fire drills at the start of the year. Mm. Um, we love to use the, the, the public PA system to do announcements, have a bit of fun with that. Mm. Uh, we tend to play some music through there as well. So hopefully yeah. it doesn't scare residents <laughs> too often. I know I've been scared by it before when it just starts. <laughs> Uh, don't leave your clothes in the laundry for too long or they might yeah. disappear. Um, often they'll turn up at a Sunday supper uh, mm. for you to come and grab. Um, other, what else have we got? There's, I suppose... Just with the laundry thing as well. I didn't realise this until like 10 months, 11 months after moving to get more than 10 minutes, you just press it repeatedly, press sure. the button repeatedly. I didn't know that. So I was just kind of like <laughs> every 10 minutes coming back, um, 
But I mean, that's just a small handy tip, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, I mean, uh, your RAs are going to have a whole heap of little insights, mm. um, a little life hacks of living here. Um, I'll be a little bit more straight down the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess from like my experience as well, um, the like the stoves are pretty... Mm. Um, I guess sensitive. Um, so like if you like spill hot water, if you spill hot water on it, um, it'll like trip the power in your uh, room. And, um, I believe if it's during like working hours, nine to five, uh, I believe you put in a maintenance request and you call the office, the office. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you can also call, I think security after hours. Yeah. 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 And after hours you might be left in the dark for a little while. So yeah. Try not to do that one. Yeah. When I, cause I, cause it could also happen by like, I think overheating the stove if you have it on like the highest settings. Like I did that, like I think three times in the first month that I moved here. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Um, and also just quickly with the smoke alarms, I believe, um, if you set, it off in your room it's fine just like press the hush button and just kind of air it out uh, out your room but don't open your front door and let it get into the hallway because then if it um triggers the hallway smoke alarm then that'll call the fire brigade um that could be true either way you're going to get a visit from security yes (laughs) that's true yes um yeah but yeah um so just to like wrap up and stuff, yeah. um, in what ways has living on res and being a part of the Jackamos community enriched your own life? Yeah. Um, I think as an individual, I've definitely grown through the experience. Um, that's mostly through broadening my understanding of cultures, people in general, um, and just the general exposure that I get to the variety of people that come through the hall. Uh, and hearing their life experiences and I suppose their world views has been really, really amazing. Um, but I think the other one, and more recently, is having a family here and mm. uh, seeing how people respond to a little baby in hall mm. is amazing. Um, but also thinking about the the world that Maeve will grow up in and being mm. surrounded by all these amazing people and the different cultures and the, um, I just think you know that that's an incredible experience on a more personal level. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it it's it's such a unique opportunity and a unique, sp- unique space. And I know for you know for me it's not going to be a forever. Like mm. you know everything has a shelf life. And so to that end... Um, or a shell life. Or a shell life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so we just really do really value all the time that we have here. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely um, feel that on my end. Like I feel like I've um, grown a lot um, being a part of the Jacko community. Um, like not just living away from home, not just living on my own, but just kind of... Yeah, kind of being a part of this, like this freaking awesome community. Yeah, you know? yeah, it it's um, it's really great. Um, and lastly, if you could give one piece of advice to someone who's maybe just moved in on Res, what would that be? Get out there and introduce yourself to someone. Um, I think it's very comfortable to perhaps stay in your room 
uh, and avoid introducing yourself to people. But the minute that you take that mini leap of faith, uh, I think you'll find that your your efforts will be welcomed by everyone in the hall. Mm. And I only have to think to an experience I had last night where a resident entered into a wing kitchen where I was sitting and took the time to themselves introduce themselves. And I'm sure for them, that might have been a bit of a leap of faith mm. and a, a big gulp moment. But, you know, the experience that I got from that was fantastic. So I think if you can just really test yourself and put yourself out there a little bit, uh, our community will repay you tenfold in the experience that you'll end up having here. Mm, 100%. Um, and if I feel like if you're like nervous about meeting new people, I feel like um, all of us are kind of in the same boat, even if no matter how long we've lived here, it's always hard like um it's always there's always that kind of nervous energy meeting new people yeah. but um we're all kind of in the same boat and we're all um i feel like we're all open to um yeah making new connections and new great experiences yeah yeah um well i think that's that's everything I had planned. Is there anything else that you'd like to... No. Add? Thank you for having me yeah. though, Seb. Of course. This has been fantastic. Yeah. And I hope that whoever listens has got a little bit out of this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's it for today's podcast episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, and thank you, Nick, for sharing your experiences and talking about um, what it's like to live on campus. And yeah, um, I guess, is there anything that you want to plug? Um yeah, whether it's like projects in the hall or yeah. anything like that. I want to plug the welcome weeks that are coming up. Um, yeah. There's four weeks of amazing events and amazing opportunities um, and a great way to kickstart your year and your experience living in hall. So the more people that can get involved in that, um, the better it will be. Yeah. Um, and Gavin doesn't have an Instagram does, he doesn't, but he's got a little uh, hashtag, which oh. is hashtag Gavon Campus. Oh, yes. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So get around that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so, yeah, make sure to tune in next week where we'll be talking about another really important issue. Um, okay. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.